0: Hello everyone, it's Mark Goodacre here. Welcome to the NT-Pod, the podcast that offers a historical approach to the New Testament. It's episode 51 and today we're going to be asking, what can we know about the brothers of Jesus? I think one of the verses we've discussed in the NT-Pod more than any other has been Mark chapter 6 and verse 3. There's so much in it. It's when Jesus is in the synagogue in Nazareth, even though Nazareth itself isn't specifically mentioned. And the people there take offence at Jesus and they say, Is this not the craftsman, the son of Mary? and the brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon, and are not his sisters here with us? We talked about these sisters last time, and in an earlier episode we talked about whether or not Jesus is a carpenter. But in this one I want to shift the focus to the brothers of Jesus that are mentioned here, James, Joseph, Judas and Simon. What do we know about these characters? Well, to get the earliest perspective on them, we have to rewind a little bit to... Paul's mission, and to 1 Corinthians 9 verse 5, because there, in one of the earliest books in the New Testament, the first epistle to the Corinthians, Paul mentions the brothers of the Lord, and he talks about them going on mission, and he talks about them taking their wives with them. He talks about sister wives, which presumably means believing wives. And it's interesting that already the brothers of Jesus in this text seem to be people who go out on mission and they appear to to be apostles. The way that Paul describes it, he says, the other apostles and the Lord's brothers and Kephas, and we know that Kephas is is an apostle from from other things that uh, you get in Paul's letters and elsewhere. So it looks like these are traveling missionaries. And they're people that Paul thinks of as the brothers of Jesus. I mean, when Paul talks about apostles, he always talks about them as people who have seen the resurrected Jesus. And so we assume that these brothers of the Lord that are described here are people that have had some kind of experience of the resurrected Jesus. They must have been quite well known as well, because Paul can just mention them in passing in 1 Corinthians as if they're known to the people of Corinth. He, he doesn't need to elaborate on who they, who they were, unfortunately, because we'd love to hear a little bit more. And we know that uh, they're married, they're, they're parts of husband and wife teams, which does seem to be quite common in early Christianity. You remember that there are these pairs like Prisca and Aquila, Andronicus and Junior. So perhaps these brothers of the Lord had, had, had wives as sisters that were part of that missionary activity as well. But what's interesting is when you see these brothers of the Lord mentioned by Paul, who were quite prominent in the early Christian mission field, there's a degree of surprise to the person that already knows the gospel story, because... The Gospel passage that we've already mentioned is is part of a kind of record in, in the Gospels where the brothers of Jesus are not depicted in a terribly positive light. In Mark 3.20, the family of Jesus comes out to get him because there are reports that he's gone mad, that Jesus has gone mad. And then in 3.31-35, they're standing outside and they're kind of summoning Jesus. They're summoning Jesus out of this, this room. That They're really worried that he's gone crazy. And the... To, to get a sort of perspective on this, they appear to have come from Nazareth where they live and Jesus is, is, is on mission in Capernaum. And Capernaum and Nazareth aren't that close. I mean, I went to Israel for the first time last summer and it's a bit of a drive from Capernaum to Nazareth. So they, it looks like the family of Jesus have gone out to Capernaum to find out what's going on and if these reports about Jesus being bonkers are actually true or not. And, and the report that uh, comes back to the family from Jesus is, is a little bit, can be taken a bit as, as a negative thing. I mean, you get this thing, um, who is my mother? Who are my brothers? Those that hear the word of God and do it. So it's not an entirely positive story about the family. And John's gospel also suggests some degree of coolness about the brothers of Jesus. Uh, they're unnamed in John chapter 7, but they urge Jesus to go to Jer- Jerusalem publicly for the Feast of Tabernacles. No one who wants to become a public figure acts in secret, they say. Since you're doing these things, show yourself to the world, they say, in John 7, 4. And then you get this narrator's comment, for even his own brothers did not believe in him or did not trust in him. They they, they had no faith that he was going to be doing the right sort of thing. So in John 2, we get this coolness towards the family. And how do we get from this cool, this this standoffish uh, attitude to Jesus in the Gospels. How do we get from that to this apostolic role that we get witnessed in Paul's epistles? And it's one of these great historical challenges because we can ask the question, which way does it go? I mean, of course, the Gospels are written later than Paul's epistles, but they're narrating material that is set earlier. Now, if there's any Historicity in the gospel portrait, I suppose you'd have to assume that there's some kind of turnaround from the negative portrayal in Mark 3 and John 7 to the more positive role that they were clearly playing as witnessed by Paul. So if we looked at things in that way and, and proceeded in that direction, we'd have to say that there was some kind of big turnaround for the brothers of Jesus, and perhaps that's supplied by a resurrection appearance by them feeling that they have witnessed to Jesus being raised from the dead and that's not just speculation because in 1 Corinthians 15 we do hear of a resurrection appearance to James was that His turning point, was this where James the sceptic became James the believer in Jesus as the Messiah? Is he in a way a bit like an earlier version of Paul, someone who was really kind of antagonistic towards the movement that was being led by his brother, but then converts to it when he himself sees the resurrected Jesus? And were the other brothers like that too? Well, that's one possibility. But the other possibility is that it could have gone the other way. Perhaps the brothers were such key movers in early Christianity that when you get the gospel writers looking back on Jesus's ministry, they can't but help, because of their own kind of early Christian rivalries, find themselves depicting the brothers in a much more kind of negative light. I mean, is that the kind of thing that's going on? To see the point, I think it's important to remind ourselves that we shouldn't just Look at the content of the Gospels, the subject matter, and read it off the page without any kind of critical reflection on the sorts of things that the authors were bringing with them to their texts. I mean the authors could of the Gospels can choose what to include and what not to include; they can choose where to include stories about the family of Jesus and where not to and on the whole, they don 't talk about the family of Jesus, and then when they do it 's kind of at the very least a little bit cool as we 've seen so Some people think, some New Testament scholars think that the evangelists and especially Mark are deliberately trying to play down the importance of the family of Jesus in the early Christian movement and that one way of doing this is by depicting them relatively negatively during Jesus' ministry. The idea is that this would come from Early Christians who were a little bit skeptical about the way that the brothers of Jesus had become such important figures in the early Christian movement. And so, what was happening, as far as they were concerned, is that the family of Jesus had assumed a position that they thought was too influential. And you can see where this kind of view comes from, because when you look at Paul's epistles, it's quite striking just how important a figure James, the brother of Jesus, seems to be. That one in particular, that James, the one that's mentioned first in that list in Mark 6.3, he really seems to be running the show up there in Jerusalem. He's the one that everyone seems to defer to for authority. And even Peter, Kephas, Peter, who was Jesus's closest disciple, even he seems to sing to James's tune. You can see that from the Antioch incident in Galatians 2, reported in Galatians 2. So James seems to have been really important. Were there some people that disliked that? Paul himself wasn't too excited about uh, James. And maybe there were people like Paul, and maybe the gospel writers were a bit like Paul, and maybe they were even influenced by people like Paul, into thinking that the family of Jesus weren't as important as some people thought they were. So Do those sorts of rivalries make their way into the Gospels in the way that they then go back and rethink Jesus's ministry? Well, it's a tough one to judge, but there is one quite interesting thing which is is worth drawing attention to, and that's when the Gospels tell their stories of the resurrection, they don't narrate any appearances to brothers or sisters, for that matter. And given that We know from Paul that appearances to the brothers, presumably because they're apostles, and to James particularly, which is specifically mentioned in 1 Corinthians 15, given that those things are part of the early Christian memory and the early Christian tradition, why would it be that the gospel writers choose not to mention those? Well, it would fit if they were trying to play down the role of the family of Jesus by the time that they're writing their gospels. Of course, if the evangelists are doing that, then ultimately they've been quite successful in that task, because now we don't really know much about the family of Jesus. And they're figures that are forgotten partly, especially those brothers and sisters. We don't even know the names of the sisters, as we saw last time, and we only know a little bit about the brothers of Jesus. Well, as I'm sure you've gathered, I think there's lots of material of interest to be talked about when it comes to the family of Jesus. And I don't think we're done yet. In order to get to the heart of this business over Jesus's brothers, I think we need to focus in a bit more closely on James, the brother of Jesus. And so we'll return to him in another episode of the NT pod. And of course, I know lots of you are asking, well, who are the brothers and sisters of Jesus? Who are their Parents Are they Mary and Joseph? Are they children of Joseph by previous marriage? Are they cousins of Jesus and so on? And we'll get to that question too. I think that deserves a whole episode of its own since since it's a matter of uh, lots of interest. But thanks for being with me for this episode. It's always good to have your company. You can find the NT pod on the web at podacre.blogspot.com. You can find me on... Juke's iTunes, you or on iTunes, you can find us on Facebook on facebook.com/ntpod. Thanks again for your company, and I look forward to being with you again soon. Bye bye. Oh, one more thing. Dukes iTunes U site has been revamped and brought up to date. And one of the things that you can do now is you can go in and you can add a review or a rating. If you do feel so inclined to add a little rating or review for the NT pod, I'd be ever so grateful. So thanks uh, very much for thinking about it. See you soon. Bye bye.